I'm a motherfucking beast girl In this jungle out here I'ma mean that shit sometimes I won't mean that shit I'm trying to find a way to beat that shit Tell you exactly what you wanna hear And I'm, I'ma have fun with it Give me your heart and I'll run with it Give it back in pieces when I'm done with it What up everybody? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Relationship DNA I am your co-host A Smalls And it's your girl Dominique Renee How y'all feeling? Yo, we hope y'all doing good Hope everybody got a good mental space we got the new academic year about to start up. So y'all who are back in college, you know, or back in school, we hope that you have a good year, good grades, good grace, good everything, good blessings, especially amongst COVID. COVID has made remote learning difficult, but, you know, the goal is to get out of school as soon as possible. And also, as I, as I was telling DNA earlier, just try to manage your debt. Like we, we, school doesn't really tell us how much debt we should accrue or how much we can handle. But a lot of times we graduate with so much debt and we can never pay it off. So always keep that in mind. If you haven't gone to college on your way, or if you're in college, always keep that in mind of what you can afford and what you uh, want to pay off. Uh, for those who are new to the episode, who we are, Relationship DNA, the two of us decided to come together and just talk about the types of relationships, which is something that we normally do just on a regular. So we decided just to put it on the podcast. Uh, why we do it just we enjoy the conversation we enjoy uh the back and forth and everything and we hope that we grow our perspectives and expand yours as well and um never hesitate to hit us up at our website which is www.therelationshipdna.com or send us an email at therelationshipdna at gmail.com so with that being said Topic for the day. You ready? You ready? You ready? I am ready. So the topic today is called marriage, valuing the symbols over the substance. Mm-hmm. So we talked about a lot of different uh, elements here. So today I decided to go with a marriage uh, element only because I think we might have some married folks listening to the relationship uh, podcast here and there. So maybe we should explore it for one time, you know, so that is that. But before we get into the discussion of the topic, we have our first segment, which is the morning affirmation. This is where we give you some kind words, some encouragement for your morning or whenever you listen to this. So you have a mantra in your head to keep you positive, keep you moving. So D, rename what you got for them. Well, the topic is marriage. And um, I think I want to have like a morning affirmation or like just a, a reflection on marriages because sometimes things, you know, like pandemics and just bills and everything like that could kind of get you all caught up in the day-to-day and we kind of forget why we are together as a partner. So funny story, um, my alone time when I was a child was uh, washing the dishes. So I would always have to wash the dishes at night and it would be my time to really zone out. And one of my favorite things to do to zone out is listen to music. So I would listen to, um, well, this is revealing my age, um, Kiss at Night, you know, the, um, the Quiet Storm. So I will always wait for one of my favorite songs to come on, which is always and forever by the heat wave. And I used to always think to myself, like I've always been a hopeless romantic the, the lyrics of the song always made me feel like that's how I want a person to feel about me. 
And no matter like the storms or whatever we've been through, I would want that person to always look at me and like always and forever. So there's like, so I, I usually like go through a book or something like that, but lyrics are important to me as well. So it's just a part of the lyrics that I love in this song. It's like, um, there will always be sunshine when I look at you. It's something I can't explain, just the things that you do. And if you get lonely, phone, phone me and take a second to give to you that magic you make. Like just simple things like that is like, I think as people, even friendships or any other thing is to always feel like someone's a phone call away or, you know, even we're going through the darkest times, when I look at you, there's always a piece of happiness with me. So that's just my moment of affirmation. I always just look at the best, the sunshine in people and always know that someone's a phone call away, that you're never alone. So mm. that's wow. my moment of affirmation. You know what? That's a great affirmation. And Thank it also you. speaks to the magic that music has. Yes. They always say music is a soundtrack to life. And I feel yep. like it kind of shows in these days and time because, you know, unfortunately, good and bad, you know, hip hop is the number one genre across the globe, mm -hmm. which is dope because now we're starting to get the recognition that we deserve. We surpass country, rock, pop, all that stuff. So we're number one, but at the same time, the effects that it has on the community from yeah. the type of lyrics or, you know, stuff that's constantly subliminally put to your head. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's damaging the community and I wish we can get back to the essence of the heat wave or, or, or the um, Lenny Williams uh you know I'll, I'll always love you you know all that yes. stuff like we still so need quiet storms in our lives you yeah, know <laughs> definitely definitely oh uh, so my morning affirmation for the folks especially the married folks is um I always stress the weekly report um so that is one thing that I think will definitely aid you in, in your in your marriage, check in every week, once a week and grade each other on uh, different aspects that you want to change in, in your relationships. And as long as your numbers are within like the same range, then that means you're working towards it. But if your numbers are completely off, then that kind of means that, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. So tap into that. Um, just checking in every once in a while. And if you get an opportunity to take a vacation, that's the perfect time to hit the reset button. Uh, statistically, they say marriages uh, last when you have money because you have the opportunity to get away. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. and, so, and some truth to it. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. All right. So with that being said, we'll get to the next segment. So our next segment is the relationship role play. We enjoy okay. doing this. This is the opportunity where we get a chance to act, show you our acting choppers, our experience. And we normally take a scenario based off the topic. So this topic um, situation is wife notices that the husband doesn't wear his ring. Husband doesn't value the ring as much as he values the marriage. Wife has cheated before and has been, given, um, been, been forgiven in the past. But for some reason, this particular day, she decides to call him out for not wearing his ring. So, Renee, Dave, Renee, you got the accountability trait for this one. And I have the blame deflect. So, we will count it off. Let me get the timer going. And let me see, timer, timer, timer. Two minutes. You ready? I'm ready. Set, go. So, honey, I noticed... Uh the ring your ring was on the counter before you went to work uh today I mean yesterday what's going on with that your 
your hand is swollen or something? Nah, sometimes, you know, I'll be rushing out the house. I just forget to put it on. But that's not the first time I noticed that. Um, I just didn't really say anything. I thought maybe, you know, you've been in a rush a lot. But I noticed lately when you're going to work, you don't wear it. So I just wanted to have transparency and try to figure out what's going on in your mind. But but the ring, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a symbol. It's a, it says that we're married. But, you know, it's, you know I, lo- I love you. And the ring doesn't equate to why we love each other or why we're together. Yeah, but it's a symbol that we are in a relationship together and it shows the world that we you have a commitment to someone. But the world I knows I'm, the world knows I'm married. I understand, but the perception of you not wearing your ring makes me feel like you want to be single. Is that something you want to be? I don't want to be single, but you know, when you were wearing your ring and having your little fling, were you having the same thoughts? Wow, why did one thing have to go to another? I'm asking you why you're not wearing your ring and you throw up that I had an infidelity. I thought we worked this out in therapy that, you know, we would talk about it, but not when we're arguing. And I just feel like that was a dagger at me. It's not a dagger. I'm just pointing out that, you know, if you're so concerned about wearing the ring and the ring is more important than my faithfulness or my depiction of faithfulness by having it on, you had it, you had yours on and you did your own thing. So I'm confused on why you sweating me about this ring. I just feel like it shows me that you're still committed. Sometimes I feel like you're not in it like I am after the things I've done. I'm always in it. That's why I'm still here. Yeah, but ah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> I feel like I get caught up all the time with the hard things. <laughs> you feel like that's still going too fast? We still need you know we're gonna increase the increase the time next one? I think we need to increase the time, like at least three and a half. Uh, all right, yeah. so next time we'll do three and a half and see how it goes. Okay. All right, so I hope y'all all enjoyed that segment. We enjoyed doing the role playing. Um, maybe we should start posting skits on social media or something like that. Yeah. So now back to the topic at hand: marriage, valuing the symbols over the substance. As always, when you hear the topic, what goes through your mind? Well, marriage has always been um, finicky for me. Like I've been up in, like, I don't know when I was younger, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be married. Like my concept of marriage was totally different. Now in my thirties, I do want to be married. I do feel what commitment should be like. I see a lot of, I see some couples who have great marriages and they work things out and vice versa. Um, But for me, I feel marriage is very important. It's a commitment, a union between two people. Yes, it's a piece of paper, um, but I feel the spiritual and the vows that you take with your partner overweighs any legality that you have with it. So Mm. that's my opinion on it. So the reason why I brought this topic up, you know, me being married and Sometimes having these relationship discussions uh, through Playtime, which mm-hmm. is um, if anybody listening on Facebook, our Facebook group, Playtime Worldwide, we do a lot of discussion topics there. Or just speaking to some of my friends that are engaged or looking to be married, when we have these conversations about what's important, what matters, sometimes people really have this need to put the ring on a pedestal. Mm. 
And sometimes I'm like, well, the ring really doesn't matter. It just it's something it's symbolic, and that's all it is. Yeah. If you never wore your rings ever in life, that doesn't make you any less married than your mindset. <laughs> Either you're in it or you're not. So that's why this that topic came up. Um, why do you think? Well, first, before we say why do you think, what symbols um come to mind that links uh some sim- um symbology to like marriages? What what stands out to you other than a ring? Benefits. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, um, they are eager more to get married or they feel like an, not an obligation, but like since it's financially hard nowadays, like a lot of people, even domestic partnerships, they feel like um, they need that security. And I feel sometimes people get rushed into things because they feel like at that point, their financial or their health may have been in um a circumstance where they needed their partner. So sometimes I feel some people rush into those things for the wrong reasons. I know um, a friend of mine, she was she was married for a long, she was with a person for a long time and the person that she was with um, needed a surgery. And so she never really, they really never thought about marriage, but she know that she had good insurance at that time. And if that was the case, that kind of like, push them more towards marriage you know so that made me kind of think like if that wasn't the case would they still be married would they have ever gotten married or not you know Mm, yeah um so other symbols that come to mind i would say outside of the ring would be Mm -hmm. the wedding day oh yeah women tend to put a lot of effort into their wedding days Mm -hmm. what do you think that stems from i think it stems from it being their day. Like, I feel like a lot of a women feel this is the one day it's all about me. And it's not all about you. It's about you and the partner, like y'all together. And I feel like um, being in a lot of wit- a weddings, I've been like a bridesmaid three times. Um, so what I feel or the common factor I see is that um, it puts so much emphasis on themselves and the, the re- the reflection of it that they kind of lose sight of a little bit of why they got married and and two of the weddings that I was in like actually all three of the weddings I was in I would say that they they pretty much had a good relationship and I just feel like that wasn't the focus. Even the last relation, the last wedding that I was in, my friend at like she was saying that this was so stressed. Like this wedding has been more stressful than her relationship. Mm-hmm. Like everything was so smooth, and she's like, you know, you know. Sometimes I would lose sight of that. You know, get so caught up in the production or get caught up in the in the the performance of of the wedding because it's a performance. It's it's a it's a celebration, but it's also uh, organized production and you kind of get caught up in that where it's like I'm losing sight that I'm marrying the person you know that I love and I'm and a lot of people are not fortunate to find that nowadays and and I think you get caught up in that them feeling like this is more about me or more about the guest or more about everyone else but the two people that's involved you know mm-hmm. for life <laughs> mm-hmm. but do you think there's something to be said where a bride says, it's my day, it's my wedding, without acknowledging that the groom is part of it too. And it's also 
his day, his wedding. Do you think that creates a union of separatism, like going into it, like it's my, 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 my versus it's us? I don't feel, and maybe because I've never been on the groom side, I, you know, I've never been a best woman or a best man because I know best, some men have best women or a best men. I mean, woman as they're you know they have a close woman friend so I don't know how the perspective of how the man plans or what this said but most of the time it's the woman doing everything you know mm-hmm. and I and I feel like the man has a some somewhat of an inkling of say so maybe like what food they want or who, the music or the destination or the place but I feel like the details is always the female the female has more to say from my perspective from mm-hmm. the bridesmaid point of view. I don't really see that much of the of the groom's um, opinion in it. So mm-hmm. I do feel like um, it gets sidetracked it for the for the man. Mm-hmm. Well, I was do say- you guys want to be involved? That's my question. I'm like, maybe guys just be like, I don't even want to be involved. Like, I just want to show up. Like, from a male point of view, did you want, when you got married again, did you want, more of a say so now like oh. even though doing it twice like did you want more of a say so this time did you have a um idea in your mind how you wanted it to be do you feel like you had you know um more say or how did how do you feel this time around so the first time around we were too young yeah literally 20s like early early 20s like that we're too young so i really didn't know much about it i stayed out of it just yeah. tell me when to show up. Tell me when my guys <laughs> show up. That's what it was. But this time around, you know, I'm, I'm marrying my friend, my yeah. childhood friend, somebody I get along with that I laugh with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But at, ironically, one of our first events when we started dating was a wedding. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I went to one of my groomsmen's wedding and I, and I brought Stephanie with me. And from that like moment we were going to different weddings that I was invited to all part of. Mm-hmm. So as we were going, we were like, what did you like about this one? What did you like about this? So mm-hmm. that that kind of like led us up to we, us creating our perfect date because Got we it. either talked about what we liked or didn't like about specific weddings. And that's why I was so involved. Now in terms of color schemes and decorators and all stuff like that, but the aviance, the 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 music, the setting, the the um type of venue I like that was 100% I was all in like I was like nah my my wedding gotta be somewhere where it's lit gotta be nice it was lit stuff like that yeah (laughs) I'll definitely say that I enjoyed my wedding like my my second wedding the first one (laughs) but the first second one we made sure it was it was a party and we look forward to renewing our vows to have another lit situation (laughs) so that I would say it's mindset I say it's Mm -hmm. relationship with your partner and I also say maybe it's a certain age where you want to be more involved or not so that gives me two questions to ask you go ahead all right so did did it feel awkward like because a lot of women feel like okay the marriage topic especially when you start dating in in the beginning was that something awkward to talk about like with with your wife in the beginning like was it awkward to like so what date was that when y'all went to the wedding like how how deep were y'all into the dating when you took Uh, it to the first wedding it was like within the first six months okay so the issue the the thing that benefited us was 
my mindset, my relationship uh, of journey, um, mm-hmm. you know, being early, being married early, being divorced, and then struggling with identity, then struggling with trying to understand how people interact. That's mm-hmm. what put me on my journey of, of this relationship, like, uh, counselor path mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and having these discussions I was always curious on how people related how did they connect how did you mm-hmm. can get on a better plane so mine was the importance of communicating yeah. and it just so happened it was easier to communicate with a with a friend mm-hmm. than it was with a stranger I feel like when you don't know somebody we're both kind of putting on an act to get the approval of each other, but not really getting to the root of things. So you kind of just date, 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 and then yeah. realize you're not compatible. Whereas I, yo, we, we've been friends for years. Like, what is it that you want out of a relationship? What is it that you seek? What is your end game? What is your goal? And when we got on the topic of marriage, you know, I made sure I let her know, like I was married before. Mm-hmm. This is everything I experienced. This is everything that I don't want to repeat. It's everything that I actually do want in the future. Mm-hmm. So I gave you my, um, I guess my negotiations, you gave me your negotiations. And now we know on this contract or this agreement that Mm -hmm. we're going this path. And if we Mm -hmm. deviate from this path, there's a good chance that we won't survive. So when we have conversations, we always go back to what did we agree on? And are we doing that for each other? I like how, I like how the foundation was set. And I feel like a lot of dating situations, the foundation is not set like that. So when you do grow in time those discussions were never talked about so the expectations or like you said um the things that you want were never discussed so now we're a year or two in and we're about to get married and I know I don't even know what you want out of marriage because we've been trying to figure each other out you know Mm -hmm. so I think it was an advantage that you guys were friends before because that level of comfort you know, comfort was there where you guys can, you know, grow in your your intimacy and your relationship. So I think that's dope that you guys got that opportunity to really set the the foundation of what you guys really wanted in marriage and moving forward and in growing in a relationship. Um, growing that friendship into a relationship was was cool. That was really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely, as it's been. Easier to talk to my friend than my enemy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, but I have a question for you. Sure. Um, women, as you say, put so much effort and time into the wedding. Mm-hmm. But over time, is the same effort put into sustaining the relationship? Do you see that in couples that you've witnessed in marriage or engagement, stuff like that? It puts so much into this event, but not into the entire process unfortunately I don't know a lot of successful married couples but the ones that I do know I do I Mm. see it like I see that you know they do date nights they they have open communication um they they replicate the things that sustain a good relationship so Mm. I do feel like um they keep that spark and flame in their relationship and they have the transparency, the communication, the love, you know, cause they, like you said, things could die out or, you know, the honeymoon phase is over as they say, and then real life hits. And I feel if you don't keep the, the spark going or you don't keep the momentum going, you know, things could die out, you know? So the people that I've, that I try to just look at or focus on, I do feel like 
they keep it going, you know, mm. because they're consistently trying to build and keep a happy marriage. Like you said, it's a weekly checkup. It's not just, um, all right, we're married now. Let's just do our thing. And it becomes a routine. You ha- it's, it's a relationship. You got to keep working on it, you know? Um, so I, I would have to say, yes, the, the relationships that I do see, they do reflect that. Mm. They keep that same, they keep that same energy. Yes. <laughs> I feel like um, a lot of people don't understand one concept about marriage is it's a beginning. It's mm-hmm. not a continuation. It's a beginning to something different. It's not just a symbol. It's now a, a entering of oneness. You can been dating and, and, and being intimate all your life, but not being in oneness. But now when you go through this matrimony or this, this uh, ceremony, mm-hmm. it's a path of one, a beginning of oneness. But somehow when we get into these marriages, a lot of times we still don't see each other as one. And I think that's one of the things that plague a lot of marriages are not being in oneness, not saying that if I say something, I'm actually hurting us because I'm hurting you. But then I'm also hurting us because now we're not one. We're against each other. And, you know, a, 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 a common a common trait that I see in those successful marriages that they've had that oneness since the beginning, mm. like you, they had like solid relationships and it was like you saw it destined to this. Like, it wasn't no, like, oh my God, I didn't think you guys were going to get me. Like, you was just like, all right, I'm just waiting. You know, I'm waiting for my invite. Hey, I'm waiting for the day. (laughs) Like, you know, so I feel like it's, you got to, not saying you, like you said, you already knew what you wanted when you got into it. So it was like just building that, those blocks to get to that day, you know? And then now that you're at that day, it's like, we've made that commitment. We're just going to continue and build, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Question, why do you think it's society puts so much uh, emphasis on the ring, the size, the price, the shininess? Why do you think that symbolism overshadows the actual um, length of a marriage? Like, that's so important to society. Because didn't they say that the ring is supposed to be six months of the man's um, finances or something, uh, six months of the man's um, salary or something like that, right? That's what they say. But... Yeah. So I guess it's just always been, you know, tradition. It's like, it's so funny how tradition is not the same, but certain things still are like the materialistic things as mm-hmm. weddings, rings and stuff like that. Oh, we could, a man can stay home now, but how he has, how he's a stay home dad and, and he supposed to give you a, a, a three carat ring. Like, let's be realistic, you know, with certain things. And yes. I feel, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. and I feel like, you know, people value they they want to show their their love and the only way they feel like to show it is to monetize it like the bigger the ring the bigger the love or the commitment or you know even girls oh let me see the ring or different things like that I'm at the point with my life like even if a man just want to stay with me or like be committed with me and do it like of course I would like a ring but at this point I'm just not that's not on my mind on my mind right now is like really finding somebody who's who wants to be with me and committed and we are both in the same mind frame to move forward in a relationship don't get me wrong I do want to ring I do want to get married but those things are not like value to me 
I think more about the person or I think more about the qualities or the different things like that than I did of the ring when I was younger. Like, oh, I want this, I want that. Those materialistic things now, especially at the age I am, if I really want a big diamond, I could really save up and get it myself. But it's not going to keep me warm at night. It's not going to help me, <laughs> you know, um, when I feel like I, I, I want a companion, that's not what's going to keep me warm at night. So at the end of the day, I feel like we still value those things, but I don't understand why it matters like that. Yeah. I was going to say society also has this, this history of where diamonds came from. Mm -hmm. So some explorers went to African lands and saw these sparkly, shiny things and mm -hmm. said, wow, this is unique. And then started importing it back to, you know, sit different regions and putting a price on them. Mm -hmm. So they say, you know, diamonds really aren't valuable at all. It all depends on what you put place the value on, mm -hmm. what you deem it <laughs> versus it's saying it got to be six months salary. What about it's just got to be a ring that you cared Shows about? Shows the value of my love. Yep. Yeah, that, that's it. So that that's where I get confused when people put so much like onus on the ring versus, you know, like you still got a long journey ahead of you that most people don't make it to the finish line. And then I'm at the point in my life, like, you can buy me a big ring, but what if I hate it? Like, what if it looks terrible? Like, what if it's not my style? Or what if it's, you didn't put the effort, like, you just got me this big ring, but you didn't like, like, maybe, you know, this would be like, she didn't, he didn't ask my, like my friend's opinion, or he didn't like pay attention to details that I'm not really like big on jewelry that I want something you know maybe something that sparkles a little bit but not so big or like the different cuts or different things like that so I feel like it's more about the thoughtfulness and the attention to details to me than the carrot I'd rather a, a, a smaller carrot or different things like that but when I look at the ring I'm like taken back like wow he really knows me Mm -hmm. Then like, oh, this big old rock, like, okay, but I ain't going, I don't want to wear this every day. Like, where I'm going, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I take my mom with me to do this ring shopping thing because I ain't know nothing about mm -hmm. diamonds, quality, or even um, placement. Because yeah. where the ring is placement, how it's placed, the size of the person's finger, all that mm -hmm. stuff matters. And my mom did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. So question. How important is the ring to wives versus husbands? Now I think men are, men is getting more like the the grooms. Y'all be wanting y'all rings to be kind of kind of nice now and fashionable too, like the like the black bands and stuff like that. So I think things could kind of change a little bit. I think the men are really um focused on um the appearance of their ring as well, which I think is a good thing because. Usually men be like, yeah, I got my ring on, da, da. like, you know, it's a symbol of them not, you know, being, you know, being available or a symbol of like, I'm taken. So I feel that now that men are like more into like the fashion of it or wearing it and like proud, like rocking it. Like I see guys like, you know, holding their ring up now and I feel like that's dope. So for men to have more appreciation of it, I feel that's really good. Um, I do feel, of course, the women the women always will value the, the ring more, show it off because, you know, a woman where it's more traditional for a woman to have a ring, like, girl, you taking you a wife now. Oh, so it's more praised over it than a man. But I do feel like more men 
are open to like showing off the ring or having more say on how they want their bands or more proud of wearing it as a statement of commitment. Hmm, interesting. I will say that I have a few uh, uh, married friends that love their ring or mm-hmm. say, yeah, I told her I want my ring. I mm-hmm. want to look like this, like that. So I will say that is something that you hear more nowadays than, you, than I did like, you know, 10 years ago and stuff like that. Uh, let's see, what else do I have on this 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 thing? Uh, a lot of times when marriages tend to not work out and it's a time where people have to part ways, mm-hmm. why statistically do women file for divorce more than men? I feel like that gives women power. I feel like when a man gets a divorce, like, it's more work. Like, like this, the statement is cheaper to keep her or like men, I feel like men, when they stay, they, they feel like, all right, well, she took me back after all this. It made no sense to get divorced. Or if they're really unhappy or, you know, I feel like a female, when she gets divorced, she's taking her power back. I feel like it's more of a, um, I have a say so now how things go. Or I'm at the point in my life where I want to have independence or I want to start over so I feel like that's that's the reason why would you feel the same way that if you had an opportunity to go through their marriage uh journal their Mm -hmm. path Mm -hmm. and she was the cause of most of their drama and she didn't want to change or she didn't want to do better but she filed for a divorce would you have the same feeling that she trying to take her power back yeah because she don't want to be involved she wants to start over I totally agree you agree with Quentin I don't agree with quitting. I agree with that. I agree with um, her taking her power back. That's the reason why the statistics is higher because I feel women feel like when they're divorcing, they're taking their power back or they're going to have the final say or they're the ones that's going to run things or I'm putting the stand. Like I know a lot of women that say they want to get a divorce or they want to separate because they're trying to get the attention of the person to either invest more or like, okay, this is the ending. So I feel like it's not right. You know, when you take a vow with somebody, if you really meant what you said, then you would try to make it work the best way. Even mm. if they're, I believe in separation. I believe that sometimes people, they may need a little space to figure out where things is going to be. You know, everybody is different. I'm not a professional in separation or like a professional where I should tell people how to separate. But I do feel, especially when you're, you get married at a young age, that some people change, some people grow apart, but you made that commitment to that person and that person made that commitment to you. You owe them that dedication to try to make it work. Hmm. Now, if you've done everything that you can do, you've tried, you've done the counseling, y'all compromise and you have grown apart because some people do grow apart. You know, there's a lot of different dynamics that can change. Then you've done everything you could to try to salvage it and you can't then I understand you separated your ways but I do feel like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to that person that you made that commitment with to try to make it work I will agree to um, communication is key and if you are 100% honest with yourself that you've done everything you've mm-hmm. tried to change your behavior you tried to communicate mm-hmm. you try to put in more effort and things still aren't working then you might have to figure out what's best for you Mm -hmm. because nobody's going to worry about your happiness your peace or what's best for you so 
Yeah. If you've done that, if you've done everything, you can walk away saying, you know, I did, I did all my best. I feel like a lot of times people walk away without really putting their best effort. They don't, they just give up. Even in these relationships that we have nowadays, people, they have one argument, they break up. They, um, even with friendships and everything, jobs, people, jobs, a different thing, but, um, (laughs) I'll be ready to quit. Like I ain't doing that no more, but, um, like friendships and people be ready to block that person before. F you, da, 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 I'm not doing this. Like, so were you even genuine from the jump? Mm-hmm. Who are you as a person? That may that really is a reflection of yourself of how you handling situations with people. Like, if you just think somebody is so um disposable, like these are people with feelings, and you just tossing them away. You know, that's that. Who are you as a person? Mm-hmm. You know. So, so I have a question. Yeah. What are some of the things that? are more of substance of value than the symbols consistency i feel like that is number one like in a marriage there has to be consistency there has to be it's not going to be easy every day some days you're going you you're not going to want to be as open or community and then outside factors take a lot you know you got your job you got this your own things that you're going through as an individual and I feel like if those two people are consistently within that commitment of trying to make it work trying to keep this marriage going I think those are the keys to keep it going consistency um how you say things like you know I feel you shouldn't hide how you feel but it's all important on how you say things and always taking that person's feelings in consideration one thing my therapist tell me when it's hard to do hard conversations is to write down your points like a like a press like a like a powerpoint presentation like you're trying to prove a point when you're giving a power presentation at work like always write down like always like she said first always acknowledge the person's feelings like I understand that you felt what I said hurt you and I apologize about that. But this is how it made me feel. This is this is why this has happened. Like, you know, do a timeline of this is not the first time this may have happened, or this is the first time, and that makes me feel like this because of this was happened to me. I just feel like there has to be open communication and take the time and effort and the tenderness to really talk to people when things are hard. Hmm. So one substance that I think stands out is, uh, and I love this word, and I use it every single time when I talk to people about relationship, and the word Mm -hmm. is effort. Effort, yep. The effort, yep. Put, I try to do my best, and this is something that my wife knows. I try to do three things in a day Mm -hmm. to make her day less stressful. Wow. So if I come home early, I'm like, well, maybe I could start dinner. That would Mm -hmm. ease her day. Or... Maybe I could do the laundry today. That would ease mm-hmm. a day. Or maybe I can straighten up the house. That'll ease a day. But I try to do three things that will lighten her load. And I feel like if everybody had that same approach, it would just be something of bliss in the house because we're both putting effort towards taking something off each other's plate versus complaining about what's not being done. Just, so, just go ahead. So let me ask you this. How did you come about that? Like, did it like just hit you one day or like what made you think that, okay, this is what I'm going to do to make, to show my initiative or to show my wife that I'm here for her? I try to look at things that don't work in society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your community raises you, your family raises you, your friends raises you. So when I see relationships go bad, marriages go bad or something like that, I'm just like, well, they would have just did this. 
it would have been yeah. easier or they would have just put a little effort here a little effort there so my initial husband-like mentality came from watching my parents mm -hmm. so my parents are a little older so my mother comes from the was oh, raised cool. with uh yeah you take care of the household you make sure the, the kids are nurtured fed and your husband's fed so she never cooked the same meal like we always had a new meal we might have leftovers one day but my mother was great at cooking multiple dishes that you you never felt like you were eating the same thing over and over again yeah my father was old school and i have kids i'm not doing anything mm -hmm. so a lot of times me being the oldest i was the one always going to the store mm -hmm. cleaning mm -hmm. or stuff like that and i saw the unfortunate the so not uh laissez-faire nonchalant laid back tension of my father where he really didn't do much around the house but then i saw my mom who always wanted the house clean how much she did and how much she was a little like overworked so i would always try to help her or she would always rely on me to help her around the house so after a while of you know you getting a little older you're like why you always have me like my you know my brother's here he can yeah. do it too it was kind of like, you know, you you tend to be the person that that helps me a lot. You and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my way of saying, you know what, when I get married, make sure my wife has a dependable husband. So that's where my nature of doing and making sure my wife feels that I'm a contributor. That's, that's where that dope. came from. Yeah. So, so I have I'm, a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's like. To, it's like either two type of men, the men that are are committed and the men that are not. What is the what do you feel is the gray area for the men that are are not? Like I feel like you either meet the men that are ready or you meet the men that are not. But what about the men that are in between? How how do they how do they how do you feel they sway to which side? I will say if 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 women paid attention to the fact that, or men and women, I'm, I'm not gonna put it on one, one onus. If people pay attention to the fact that everybody's seeking love or an attachment to something and know that you can't force nobody into loving you. You can't force nobody into marrying you. But what you can do is make yourself so valuable that they will want to marry you or that they will want to take you off the market. We have a society that says men have to wine and dine, go out on dates and prove that they're worthy. And it's not worthy of being in a relationship, it's worthy of getting some. That's what society has made it. Somewhat transactional. I pick you up, I wine and dine, eventually you give me some. Versus we go out, we talk about our future, we talk about our family, we talk about our goals, we talk about short term, we talk about long, long goals. And in between us dating, we show to each other what makes us invaluable. Mm -hmm. And that normally makes you say, damn, I need this person in my life. Mm -hmm. But society has tricked everybody to say that you don't really got to show anything. Like most of the times, the effort that men are putting in doing the dating and spending and trying to show you that they're worth it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times women are just enjoying it. I heard a lot of women say, I'm not doing wifey, anything wifely until, until it's serious. So he is benchmarks ahead of putting in the effort that eventually... We're not going to match the effort because we've been doing so much. Do you think we kind of get caught up nowadays too in the wine and dining? And then like when, I think that's why a lot of people 
a lot of relationships kind of broke up during the pandemic because it's like, okay, we're not able to do the things that used to just keep us entertained. Like now we got to really sit down and be with each other. Mm-hmm. So is that really a cover up at times? Like uh, the experience of, and is that like, cause I know, then I know there's couples that don't even really go out like that or like, oh, he doesn't really want to take me out. He always wants to be, is he being cheap? Or maybe that's just not something he likes to do. Or maybe you get really getting to know the person. It's like, really weird because I've dated somebody who just don't like to go out and like we've been out we went out on dates but we we've like really spent more time like either like at social events with different friends or different like at each other's house or different different things like that than really going out and then there's been guys that I've been wine and dine and then when it comes down to the point I found out who you are and I'm like, oh my God, I, I was deceived by all, all of the, the glamour and the, and the, and the glitz and the, the expensive dinners and the whining and dining. So it's like, how do you find that balance nowadays? I feel like everybody should approach it like a job interview. Mm-hmm. You need to ask every question early in the game that makes you think it's worth the investment Mm -hmm. of hiring this person or spending time with this person. And I think the pandemic showed that a lot of people didn't know each other. And that's why domestic violence cases went up, breakups went up, because now we're forced to be around each other and we realize we don't communicate. We don't like the same things. We don't like being around each other. Like... Those are the things yep. you need to have in the cuff before you go on 13 dates of being wide and die. The first date, what is it that you need? Not I like flowers, but what I will not tolerate in a relationship. Yeah. Most people just tell what they what they like. And then the behavior comes. You said you like this. So then I'll do this versus, you know, in five years, I want to be married with children. Now that person knows, damn, the timeline is five years. Do I really want to invest another date into this person in five years but in that time of her saying she wants to be married and have children in five years your next goal should be trying to figure out what type of wife she's saying she's going to be there's a lot of times you can say i want to be married but are you going to show me what type of wife you're going to be are you going to hint to what type of nurturer you will be to the children and if not i gotta ask those questions because everything should be a tennis match back and forth you say you want to be married i need to figure out what type of wife you're going to be you need to figure out what type of husband i'm going to be but those serious questions in a relationship will run all candidates off Mm -hmm. you want to keep the candidates that are interested in the job you know what i'm saying so i think a lot of times we don't approach it with that mentality yeah so uh, So what are the signs i want to pick your brain a little bit what are the signs that a woman can because I think women um especially a single woman like me we we don't see the signs like what are the signs that we need to look for when we are dating that's marriage material or not what are the things what are the discussions that a man will have with you or what are the um the characteristics he would have to make me know that okay this is somebody that is in the headspace of wanting to get married or this is just the person that's in the headspace of right now of course, saying it, but what else? I will say the first thing you got to do is not look for a specific answer. The answer mm. is within you. What are you looking for? It's not what everybody else. I can say what I think men are looking for, but what are you looking for? What are you looking for to attract the husband that you want? Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, are you that? I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people look outward mm-hmm. versus inward. Mm-hmm. If you are the greatest 
person that you can be honestly with no no um, improvement needed then you should be able to find that person but if mm -hmm. you still have some work to to do work on yourself and then start putting yourself in spaces or areas that would attract the person that you want and then once you start exuding who you are mm -hmm. i think you'll get it in return but too often we look outward towards a person to I need you to show me what you want versus, hey, I need this type of person. So maybe I should start getting to be this type of person to get this. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the energies, like, you know, we, we vibrate on, on frequencies and we'll attract what we are. You normally don't get above or, be, or you, you will get below if you are below, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you don't really get above unless you're above. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, you gotta be on a certain frequency, but I would say, know what you want, mm -hmm. pick a specific, a uh, characteristic or foundation that you need. And then that mm -hmm. first date, talk around those two things that you need, the foundation to a relationship and the characteristic that you want. And if they don't match that, then don't say, I like a person that, you know, like a person that pulls out my chair or stuff like that, then I'll pull out your chair. But say, you know, I love X, Y, Z, and that's needed. Or the opposite, I will not tolerate a person that's this and that. When you use certain words like tolerate, mm -hmm. it sounds a little bossy Harsh. and controlling, yeah. but sometimes you need to say that to that's see what type boundary. of person. Yeah. You need to see how that person reacts to that. Mm -hmm. You and need to know it. how can you run away all the non-candidates -can so that you don't waste your time. Your time, yep. Don't feel like you offend anybody in what you say. Be respectful in what you say, mm -hmm. but be direct. And the people that don't want the job will run. Mm -hmm. That's that's why I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you. Any other questions? Since this since this is a topic where I'm married and I am a married person, you probably have a million and one questions. So I I'll let you keep running before we start getting to the end of the show. <laughs> let me see. Is my biggest because I'm online dating now and I decided to do match at, at first I was like really apprehensive on doing match.com because I felt like I'm paying for love like that was my concept like oh you got to be really desperate to go on match like that in my dumb perception of it but it's like no like you're my therapist told me like no you're you're investing in in quality of people that that are serious you know and then when I changed my perspective I was like why did I do this before? Like I've been wasting my time. Not saying people have found people on Hinge and Facebook dating and other other apps, but it's like I feel like now Match is just an upgrade of you know they're just saying what they need to be on the on the app, but they really acting like they on Hinge and Facebook. Like it's just it's like so I've had a, I had a, a dating experience where I was dating this guy and um. We went out on one date. We talked a little bit and it was really good. The first date was really nice. And so he's like, you know, um, I'm like, well, you know, he's like, I, he already acknowledged that he would like to see me again. I said, yes. So I was like planning my week and I'm like, okay, when do you feel like um, we're gonna see each other again? And he's like, well, you can come spend the weekend with me in, in Queens. I said, come spend the weekend with you. Like, first of all, I watch a lot of crime shows. I watch a lot of Lifetime movies and stuff like that. So I'm like, first of all, I hardly even know you like that. Like, why would I even, like, even if it was not saying that it's sexual or anything like that, why would I 
spend a weekend with a stranger, first of all, to be on the safe side. And you work a night shift, so I wouldn't even be really interacting with you that much. Like, it would be like a, a couple hours, you go to work, I'm there when you come back. Like, mm-hmm. so I, it, I was very honest. I was like, I don't feel comfortable with staying at your house for a whole weekend and you're not even going to be there half of the time. And then how are we going to get to know each other more? I was like, and if you live, he lives in a different borough than me. Um, I'm okay with you came to my borough to see me. I'm okay with traveling during the day to spend time with you on your day off. So when I mentioned that I would like to spend time with you on your day off, it was just like, like that was like, and come, I don't know, I just felt like he wanted it to be like easy for him, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just turned me off. So the conversation kind of died down after that. And I'm like, well, if he really likes me and I already said I would travel and we could hang out during the day in his borough, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, okay. But then I look at your profile and you're, I'm waiting for my wife. I'm doing this. Like you, you writing all the good things to gravitate, but then your actions are not showing that. So uh, shout out to all the dating apps, Hinge and all that. And I hear about the new Facebook, Facebook yeah. love. Facebook <laughs> dating. Yeah. Oh man. Have you done that? I'm on Facebook dating. Yeah. <laughs> is it the same as the rest? It is. But the thing oh, about wow. it is I feel like, what I kind of like is that you can see if they're mutual friends with your friends. Mm. But it kind of gives you like a little insight on like, okay, I could, well, at least I know that they know my friends. So if anything happens, like, you know, like at least they know I won't go disappearing. Like, so for a safety thing, I like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a like a, a plenty of fish or I feel like it's a hinge or no, I feel hinge is a little, if I say on the dating radar, I would say, well, I've never been on the um, what is it, the tango? I mean, the um, the Tinder. I'm I'm not going on Tinder. It just has a bad rep. But I know a lot of people who have met on met like serious people on Tinder. But me, I just feel like when you go on Tinder, it's originally for hooking up. So I I'm not on Tinder. I used to be on on Pilling Your Fish back in the day in my twenties, but I didn't get back on. So I'm on Facebook dating, Match.com, and Hinge. So if I was to rate the three, I would say Match is the most serious then hinge the Facebook dating. So let me ask you this. Yes. If you went to the community center and got in for free to use the equipment mm-hmm. one day, and then you go to another joint, they say, yo, we charge $10 a month and you go inside there and it's better equipment than the free equipment. Mm-hmm. Would you value the one that charges or the one that gives you free access? Well, I mean, I would definitely, you said the one that's $10 is a better quality, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I would, you know what? Sometimes you can't afford the $10 a month, so you got to meet yourself where you at. I, so it's like... I'm pointing out the fact that free websites, mm-hmm. you'll get more people because, yes, people can't afford it. So you are investing when you spend a monthly subscription to a dating website. You don't have time to waste cash on finding a match. So you might find more 
serious suitors is the point I'm saying, because nobody wants to waste their money paying a whole year or two years. If you've been single for three years, do you want to spend three three years on, on trying to date somebody? No. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the purpose of memberships. It's like, yo, if you're going to pay, you're not going to waste your time. Mm-hmm. But still, people will put up Test all the, the right, yes, put up yeah. all the right things to get the traction that they need. And that's why I always say, when you went on that first date, what conversations did you have that said, this is worth an investment versus him saying you could spend a night, spend the weekend with me? Well, what did y'all like talk that. about? <laughs> we talked about a lot. We had a really good conversation. He talked about his childhood. He talked about how he grew up. He talked about his career goals. We talked about um, vacations, what we like to do on our spare time. We talked about communication. We talked about personality traits. It was a really good in-depth uh-huh. conversation. So I got, it. that shit took me for a less. I didn't like, hear nothing that challenged the dick. Did you once say, tell me five things that caused you to ruin your last relationship? No, there was no challenging questions. So y'all told about a lot of good that, things. Let me write, let me write that down. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to give me some, you know what, give me some, some questions to ask. You know what's. No, I'm just, I'm pointing out that everything. Because you never great. think about that. You never <laughs> think about that. So hold on. Questions. <laughs> let's, let's do that all you could do that off off camera so we all have to stay going into two hours i know uh but that's what i'm saying like when i have on- to talk to you you're gonna be my coach my dating coach before i go on a date like i mean the day before i'll be like prep me <laughs> when everything is going good you gotta say this is good all right let yeah. me throw one curveball question that you can't fake that is mm-hmm. not good and chummy that you can give me the right answer to tell me something that let that lets me an insight to how messed up you truly are yeah now if you don't have five at least at least three reasons why you caused your last breakup then where's the accountability you should know what some of the things shouldn't just be yeah you know just the other person but their answers will then you know say if they say you know i accused her of cheating a lot mm-hmm that's a trigger that that that's a red flag for me that says so you have trust issues yeah but that's how dating should go but that's where my mindset is when I go out like with people and I was asking questions like oh, okay this, this sounds too 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 chummy too good mm-hmm. I right, so when's the last time you had um you went for uh, a test on SCD to just make sure you're safe mm. Now they're going to look at me like, why are you going to ask me that personal? But mm-hmm. that is to me the challenge. How do you react to communication? Because you said mm-hmm. you could communicate, but mm-hmm. if you're mad at what I'm asking you right now, then you're not a good communicator. Mm-hmm. You're actually more offended than me asking about how healthy you are. So I can tell you how healthy I am. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. Like you got, you got to, you got to ask more challenging questions okay. and see how they react because everybody's going to constantly put on that goody choo choo thing mm-hmm. but i need to see how do you handle conflict conflict resolution is definitely something that helps in relationships so if you can't handle the conflict that i'm giving you professionally this, this is the first date it doesn't have to be that bad but every once in a while uh, next day i gotta throw another yeah. one throw another and i gotta one. see yeah. what you say and then when you say stuff i gotta yeah. make sure that the next date i throw something to make sure that what you said before matches what you're saying otherwise yeah. i know you foolish Exactly. So the, that that is all I have. Do you have anything else? 
I don't. But now I know what I need to do before my next date. I'm like, aunt, yo. For, Give for me every, a question. No, for, it's not even about about questions. It's just like randomly every 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 time there's two good conversations going, throw mm-hmm. something left, okay. just to see where it goes. Okay. Now it doesn't have to be too. You don't want to scare them off and then like, but something yeah. that will force them to pause and give you a real answer a real answer yeah catch them yeah. off guard Got yes it. Mm-hmm. all right that's what Get i do them. okay because mm-hmm. uh, you know even with even with girls like when i was dating mm-hmm. it was like yeah, you know i want a partner i want somebody i can settle down with you know we can be 50 50 like that and at the end of the day once you say 50 50 and settle down oh uh, yeah so i can't wait to see you um the next time can we um you know go on a date and i'd be like yeah huh? i can't wait to see what you plan what i plan i got i'm not taking you out on a date did you not say you wanted a partner and 50 50 all those shit? Okay. Thank you for letting me know. You know what? I do have a question or, or like a scenario to post at you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you are dating and um you planned a day trip with um the person you really like. Like we're gonna go, for instance, uh we're gonna go to like Ocean City or Mohegan Sun or something close, like we could just spend some quality time together for the day. And um like a week or two before you notice that your finances or some things like you're not going to financially be able to afford it. How would you break the news to the person and what would you do to try to kind of make up for it? Uh, so as a person who's gone on plenty of dates and mm-hmm. blew money to mm-hmm. try to impress people, the best dates are the ones that are more creative. It doesn't have to be a price value. So if you can't do it, just say, hey, something came up where I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then give them an ultimate uh, alternative, not ultimate, alternative. And most of the times museums are inexpensive, but give you an opportunity to see some dope art, depending on what museum you go to, and have great conversation. So would you propose to her like... um I can't do this, but we can do that to show her that, you know, I'm not just flaking off on you. I know that I cannot financially do this, but I, this is what we can do. So the effort, I guess, you know, the effort and yeah. creativity is yeah. you don't sell somebody on trying to upsell them on a date. Mm-hmm. If that's what you truly want to do, then yes. But if you're not planning to keep it at that pace, then you're kind of selling yourself short because you can't sustain that type of date so if you wanted to do that one-off and you couldn't then you have to come up with something that's just as creative or just as alluring because it's not really about the value don't Mm -hmm. always sell somebody on the value sell somebody on the experience Mm -hmm. an experience can be uh uh the moma and you go through all these arts and you actually Mm -hmm. start breaking down how do you view it what is your concept this does that you'll find out a lot about how people think, especially if you go into a museum and a person has nothing to say. Mm-hmm. That lets you know that this ain't going to go far because I'm a creative mind and I, I see so many different things in, in this display and you have nothing to say. And then also, what if the person, I guess, you know, is apologetic about it, but they didn't come up with like um, a suggestion of what to do. Should the female be like, you know, maybe he's embarrassed. Maybe the female should be like, um, well, we can do some other things and suggest things or should she leave it in, in, in his court? I think that if both parties are interesting, it should be a tennis match back and forth. If he couldn't do something and he's, he couldn't come up with nothing else, then throw something out there. But I think too often women are, 
just sitting back and enjoying the wine and the dining. Like if, if I say I couldn't do something and I had nothing else, I say, hey, let's just go to the park. And But what if that's not the case? What if that's the case is that she's been, they never really did anything like that. And this is what she's really looking forward to. And you disappointed her. She didn't get the wine and dining experience. So, so then the person that is disappointed, are you really disappointed in the fact that you didn't get a chance to take advantage of the opportunity or are you disappointed you didn't get a chance to spend time with the person? You didn't get a chance to spend quality time with the person. So then there should be an alternative just to spend time with the person versus this dating thing, the experience of the dating thing. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you really want to spend time with, like, I, I always tell a story, like the best knowledge that I got was I tried to wine and dine some people and it didn't work out. And then the people that I wasn't interested in, I gave them nothing and they gave me their all on these mm-hmm. nothing dates. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, the people that really like you will go above and beyond yeah. to spend time with you. So that that's the answer that I, that I have. The person that really wants to spend time with you will find a way. They'll do anything, even if it's sitting in the house and playing video games because mm-hmm. they know you like video games. Mm-hmm. That said a lot to me. That video game date was just like, okay. She don't even know how to play this game, but she's yeah. willing. Okay. Okay. says a lot it's the little things but it's the, the little, little efforts things, yeah. the little efforts to stand out so you think the the person should even if the person is suggests like hey you know this is what we're going to do instead the person who really wants to spend time with them should be open like listen i know you can't really afford this right now but i was looking for the quality time you know let's really try to dig and see what we can do on a budget that you have like mm. do you feel like that person should express it or that person should wait until that person makes the initiative to to um to kind of make up for the situation i guess i feel like there's more to the story that i need to know to make a more thorough a thorough answer but if the other person wants to see this person that couldn't provide that level of date then why not offer to do something an alternative or pay for the date themselves if you really want to spend time with that person and get the experience That's, that's what I say. Like a lot of times people are like, I, why should I pay for a date? Well, if you really like the person, you want to show how great you are, you can pay for a date. It's, mm-hmm. it's just paying for a date. Mm-hmm. You can't say to a man, it's just paying for a date when he take you out, but it's not just paying for the date when you, when you want to go out. I'm just playing devil's advocate because I feel like women, we always, we all, not settle, but we always were more understanding. Mm-hmm. But when, when does the understanding in like oh okay now you just not you just never gonna show initiative you know so that's why i'm saying with your characteristics i'm trying to like push the envelope and see like okay when are you gonna say nah sis <laughs> like he ain't, it ain't he ain't it like so i'm like i'm trying to like push you, the you know if they ain't it you know how much dancing you want to do you know how much running around or excuses you want to you want to deal with I know how many I want to deal with. So it's mm-hmm. up to you. So a lot of times I feel like people just ignore those signs and they're looking for other signs. It's kind of like, no, this sign right here in your face is what it is. Yeah. So I'm looking for another sign. And if yeah. this is a sign that you need to say, yeah. run, then yeah. run. But if you need more than just this sign, yeah. the universe will give you multiple signs and say, yeah. hey, you didn't pay attention to the first one. Yeah. So we had to give you 13 other ones for you to say, I think that's not the right person. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all, all right. about what you're willing to tolerate and put up with. 
Thank Some, you for that. Sometimes have a shorter leash on what you'll tolerate. Mm-hmm. And you'll stop wasting your time. Because the most thing is about wasting your time. It's wrong for somebody to waste your time, but it's wrong for you to waste your own time. That is true. That is a word. We're going to end on that. Hi, <laughs> Joe. So we'll go to the last <laughs> closing out, which is DNA decoded. How do you want to wrap up this message for the folks? I want to wrap it up by saying um, marriage is something that I look forward to. Even though I wanted it earlier in life, I feel it is a blessing that I am getting to really know what marriage is about and how to sustain a marriage. So I would say my take back is the piece of effort. Like it's not just, okay, you're falling madly in love with the person and it's just going to work out. It's a day by day commitment. Like you said, what can I do to make the person that I care about stays easier? So that, that little tidbit um, was really the highlight of this whole conversation on marriage and commitment is the E for effort. You get the mm. E for effort. So that that's what stood out for me. And I'm glad that I got that piece of information. Yes, I'm glad you got it because effort is my favorite word to use. I will wrap this up by saying, um, if you're looking for a marriage or you're looking for um, forever lasting, don't let the symbols overshadow your overall goal, which is to live the rest of your life with somebody in happiness. Symbology, symbols, they don't last long. They're here for a second, but the person themselves, while they're here in this body on this on this planet before it's all said and, and done, figure out the best ways that you can maximize your time with that person and take every day as an opportunity to show the person that you love them the most. And you know how much effort you're putting forward. So don't lie to yourself. Now I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, y'all. So as always, you can check us out at therelationshipdna.com. Go there, visit us, check us out on all the platforms, YouTube and IG and it's SoundClouds and all that extra stuff. Check us out and we'll get back to you soon. As always, I'm your host, A Smalls. And we got D. Renee. That's what's up. That's what's up. We talk to y'all later. (laughs) Peace.